Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, Bowerly, welcome, loves. News Radio 930 WBEN. I can't believe two hours have already gone by on this Monday. I know your mind is probably anywhere but on uh, what happened 22 years ago, probably more focused on uh, what you are going to do uh, tonight, as a matter of fact. Uh, problem for me is uh, the beautiful new lady in my life she is not into watching football so we may have a domestic situation later on tonight it won't be violent because she would kick my butt frankly but uh, it's just something that's going to have to be uh, worked out in the context and course of a uh, relationship but uh, I'll get her there I'll get her there to the point where she can watch football you know, I'm thinking about maybe giving her one of my Von Miller jerseys to kind of get her in the mood, but I'm not sure well, it, to watch football. I, I'm not sure that that's uh, going to happen. But, uh, yeah, no, she is uh, an amazing, amazing lady. I'll tell you that much. Anyway, it is uh, 11 minutes after 4 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Great to be with you and talking about what happened 22 years ago. Where were you? when everything started happening. And if you're just joining us uh, really quickly, I was at work. I was doing the morning show on the sports station with my dear friend Chris the Bulldog Parker, who immediately caught on to what was going on. He had a much better view of the TV, in my defense. Uh, But the feeling at the radio station was one of, well, what do we do now? Do we go home? Do we stay here? And I believe somebody made the decision along the way that uh, we would all best be served by just going to the network coverage because they had access, obviously, to people to whom we did not have access uh, here at News Radio 930 WBEN. I think we also simulcasted on the uh, sports station, uh, obviously, given the uh, horrible and traumatic attack on America 22 years ago. Um, we all have our memories of it. And I'd love to hear from those of you, uh, like, in Joe Beamer's age group. Just don't sing Backstreet Boys to us, please. Um, sorry, Joe, I love you. But um, as far as the uh, what you were doing, the effect it had on you, I mean, look, I'm a grown man, and I've been around the block a time or two, even prior to 2001. And watching what we all saw unfold this date 22 years ago um, – I don't think it is exaggeration to say it changed you because I know it changed me and it had to have changed you. And it was, uh, it was mass trauma 
and the trauma, as often it is, was followed by anger. How dare they do this to us? 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And I dedicate uh, this part of the program to any of you who have lost loved ones either directly or indirectly as a result of September 11, 2001, and the various um, battles, conflicts, and wars that ensued from that. Uh, even those of you in the intelligence community uh, of whom I'm quite fond, uh, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's get back to Jen, who uh, was practicing law this date 22 years ago, and basically, uh, I believe we left off at the part where she was saying nobody knew what to do because we just knew that no work was going to get done the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah, so what happened was then I, I drove home. I have because that was from Rochester, and I drove home listening to WBN um, for my news and updates, and as I had talked to my mom, I realized my cousin, um, who I went to college with, was um, in the World Trade Center complex because he was in the financial industry at the time. So if you recollect, you know cell service was happening in New York City, and a lot of the cell service was really poor um, because they were either stopping it, uh, the government was stopping cell service, or everybody was on their cells trying to communicate even back then. Um, well, we, we couldn't locate my cousin, and we did not uh, know what happened to my cousin uh, he ended up, uh, fortunately, walking out of New York City, actually across the bridge yep. uh, with a bunch of people. Um, and then um, we heard from him about, I think about like 14 hours after um, the next day, like uh, the next day, about, about 14 to uh, 20 hours before we, we heard from him. Um, God bless that he was he was okay. Um but what I really wanted to uh, focus on was a, a couple of things that Joe brought up and you brought up that I think are really important. I remember going to my parents, and we were waiting for news of my cousin and, and also waiting on news of um, colleagues that were in uh, the South Tower. And my dad, who I have not seen cry, I'm going to get emotional, ever, um, he's since passed away, but I didn't see him cry when his parents died. I, I never saw my dad cry. Um, when I got to their house, my dad was sitting in his chair, which he always sat in to watch his news, with tears pouring down his face. Mm. And I tell you, Tom, that I don't know why, but that today makes me so emotional. Um, I think if I might offer a an insight, I think it makes you emotional because you'd never seen your dad cry before. Dads aren't supposed to cry. Dad, and I'm, I'm being archetypical here, um, dads are supposed to be beacons and towers of strength even in the most trying of circumstances. And to see such a strong man break down and weep obviously is going to have an effect on you. It doesn't make him a weak man. It doesn't make anybody who cried that day a weak man or a weak woman. It was that emotional. 
and the fact that he'd never done it before until 22 years ago today, and he did it then, I think is very illustrative of the deep psychological impact those events had on all of us who were sentient enough to know what was going on. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The, 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 the bringing the community together and how united we were was another just weird thing that I remember. My dad, like about a month or two before 9-11, some people took his American flag down that he had flying in the front yard on the tree, probably kids just playing around. And he was sitting in the chair crying, and all he could just say is, I need my flag. Someone needs to get us a flag. I need to put up that flag. And... I don't know if you remember this, Tom. You couldn't find – it's so ironic compared to today. You couldn't find a flag no, in anywhere, in any store, anywhere. And the ones you could the ones you could find were all made where? China. <laughs> in China, exactly. So we ended up – we heard that ace flag over in Chitawaga, I believe, Depew, was had a bunch – uh, or is it Depew? I'm not, I'm not sure. sure. It's on Transit. It's on Transit Road. It's uh, that part of Transit Road in which I go into the Twilight Zone, and I'm not sure exactly in whose jurisdiction I am. Yeah. So I remember through the grapevine. This is like you know we had a flag grapevine. I knew I had to get this flag for my dad. Um, I heard they were they had a bunch that had come in, and so. The next day, I stood in line for, I'm not kidding, like like two or three hours waiting to get a flag <laughs> and for my dad and brought it home. I was so proud. He was so happy that he got the flag, put his flag back up, kind of had a little ceremony on, on the front yard, on the, on the big, big flag on the front yard in his flagpole. And, you know, it was just, to me... It was a time that we all did come together, and I realized that when everybody was waiting in line, I'm like, I can't believe I'm waiting in line for hours for a flag, and you know, um, with all these other people. But we, uh, everybody, was on the same page. Everybody felt the hurt, and I think today, why people my age, I'm a little younger, kind of shy away from remembering, which which I I actually force myself to remember and and um is because it it's so traumatic and they want to forget that you had that trauma and i opposite approach i think i have to remember that trauma and now with my dad passed away i know how much it impacted him and i want to remember for him well, Jen, I'm so glad you called in, and I hope it was helpful for you to bring up your dad during the course of this conversation, and I don't think your dad was alone. Um, thank you kindly. I appreciate it, my love. Um, thank you. Um, and I mentioned earlier a couple of times going to TGI Fridays when it was at Maine and Transit, and so many people were uh, were there. All of the TVs were on, cranked up volume-wise. Many people were there who never expected to end up in Buffalo on that Tuesday night. 
because their flights basically were diverted. And we should also, by the way, send a word of thanks out again to our Canadian neighbors who were able to take in some of the overflow from American flights that had been told to ground. Canada proved uh, itself to be a great friend that day 22 years ago. And yeah, of course, we like the joke about Canadians. They like the joke about uh, those of us in the southern side of the border. But uh, Canada, you guys were amazing. And again, thanks to uh, Tanner Saunders doing a magnificent job as uh, my friend Josh Schmidt is down the hall these days working at his true love, which is sports, and uh, wish him the very, very best. Let's get back to the calls on WBEN. Here's Corey in Amherst. Corey, my love, welcome to the show. You are on WBEN. Tom, I've been listening to you forever. First time being able to call. Oh, um, thank you so much. I'm going to try to, and I'm really going to try to hold it together. Um, you know, it's it's crazy as I sat there and listened to Jen. There's so many similarities in my story to hers. Um, at the time, I worked for a law firm um, on, the, on the morning of 9/11. Um, I'm just pulling over here so I can dedicate all my attention to you. Um, uh, that's very kind and little, very safe. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to want to build up to this a little bit. Um, I was a U.S. Army veteran. Um, Got, got out of the military um, in 98 due to some injuries sustained under the Clinton administration. Um, was given a, was in a rapid deployment, um, you know, higher, hard charging like Bellavia, um, you know, unit that uh, we trained indigenous, or we trained foreign troops for indigenous warfare. So as you can, you know, everything after 9-11, you know, this will kind of help with this story. Um, got out, decided, you know, it's time to, get my education, get my career path going, start a family. My wife, you know, just graduated college. So we landed back in good old Buffalo, New York, um, ended up landing a job at a very, very, very large law firm in the city of Buffalo. Um, so leading up to this, me and my wife went on vacation to Florida to introduce my daughter to my mother. Um, on our way back, we flew back September 10th. Um, flew back through New York City. Um, and I'll never forget looking out the window. And, you know, with my our 11-year-old daughter, seeing the Twin Towers. Um, you know, we flown to Florida numerous times. I've never gone through New York City for whatever reason. You know, we, we decided, you know, on the way back, they put us through New York. So get back, you know, that night, you know, go to bed, get ready, going to work next day, driving Route 5 into the city, beautiful morning, as everybody remembers. Um, at the time, the law firm that I worked for, um, they rented space from uh, M&T Bank, 1M&T Plaza, which is, you know, the big high-rise down where, you know, the time I'm sure you've been down there for the music and stuff like that uh, at noon. Um, so... Being in that building that day, I was, at the time, a maintenance guy um, for this law firm, you know, moving boxes, uh, helping lawyers with stuff, you know, figuring my career path out, going to night school. Um, Sitting there at the desk, going through work orders, I get a phone call from our conference room attendant. Hey, I need you to come up to our conference room, which was on the 20th floor of the building, Um, you know, facing, kind of facing the airport. You know, um, need you to come up here, need you to get the TV on. You know, something happened to the World Trade Center. Mm. Um, the attorneys need this TV, you know, on. And 
I hate to do this to you, my friend, but I am a prisoner no, of the man, clock. No I, need, I need to break. I want to pick this up on the other side of uh, news on WBEN. September 11th, 2023, and it was 2020, It was uh, 22 years ago that uh, the world got turned upside down, and we as Americans uh, witnessed our country under attack. And if you are of a certain age, it is one of those events that will never leave you. The acute sharpness of the pain does fade over time for those of us who did not suffer a personal loss on that day. But the overall impact um, absolutely altered and changed your life, my life, and the lives of those who suffered personal losses either as a direct result of the attack or the subsequent military actions that took place. Uh, Thank you so much for all the great calls today. It's difficult for me to talk about this. Um, and it's kind of helpful to hear your stories as you talk about it, because uh, as I've made clear, and this is not uh, hyperbole, this is not me doing the acting thing, this is me being as sincere as I possibly can be. Um, that date changed us forever. I only wish that this country was not so gratuitously divided as it is today. And that somehow, without tragedy, we could get back to some sense of agreement and some sense of unity in the United States. It's Bowerly on WBEN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, Bowerly, News Radio 930 WBEN. And I, I know a lot of people are in a festive mood, celebratory mood, because the uh, football season for the Buffalo Bills uh, opens up. But uh, uh, frankly, on September 11th, I have a very hard time being festive, um, just like you do, because we lived through this together. This was an attack on American soil which killed 3,000 Americans. And you know, one of the words I was waiting uh, to see if it would come up so far, vulnerable. Never in your life as an American did you ever feel as vulnerable as you did on September 11th, 2001, 22 years ago today. 
So where were you? What were you doing? What effect has it had on you? Um, and the effects on everybody who was alive then, who watched the coverage. Um, I, look, I'm sorry. You, you, in some way, shape, or form, carry lingering scars or images from that horrible day. And some of you who directly or indirectly through combat lost loved ones as a direct result of what happened 22 years ago today, that pain is never going to dull for you into an ache. It will always be a sharp pain. And uh, I want to take more calls on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, let's get back to uh, Corey uh, in Amherst. Let me just get the right mouse to play with here. And uh, Corey, you're back with us on WBEN. Thanks, Tom. So I think where I left off, you know, me and my wife were coming back on, you know, vacation, and we flew through New York City um, the day before. So I'm working in the city, in the city of Buffalo. Um, Next day, get up, make my ride, you know, south towns into the city. Beautiful day, as we all remember. Um, Working for a very large law firm um, that, you know, had property in the one M&T Plaza building. Um, I remember being in my office, going over work orders from, you know, trying to play catch up from a vacation, Um, getting a call from a conference room attendant. Like I said, this is going to mimic a lot what Jen said, your previous caller. Um, Get called up to set a TV up because attorneys want to see what's going on. A plane hit the trade center. I get up there, um, me and my partner, we get this TV set up. Now there's a conference room full of, you know, these high powered attorneys, their secretaries, you know, um, and all of a sudden, that's that's when the second plane, you know, hit hit the tower. And we watched, and I remember hearing one of the secretaries just you know, starts bawling, you know, gasp. One of our biggest attorneys, you know, hand, you know, slams the, you know, conference room table. And he's like, I, I, I'll leave out exactly what he said, but he's like, you know, what the bleep's going on here? Um, when that second plane hit and I seen that, my military manner kicked right in. I'm like, this is an attack. I'm like, I turned to my partner. I said, hey, this is an attack. I'm looking out the window, you know, 20 stories up at the M&T Plaza, and I'm watching the flight line, you know, flight pattern for, you know, the Buffalo airport. And I'm seeing, you know, I say there was a plane that probably just went over, you know, a couple thousand feet over the one M&T Plaza. And I'm like, financial institution, they're attacking. We're in a high-rise building. We're in Buffalo. Um, Immediately you know, went to the phone, picked it up, called my boss. I said, I'm leaving. You know, and she's like, you, you, you can't leave. You know, and I'm like, she goes, you're just you're on vacation. I said, I'm sorry. I said, the country's under attack. I said, I'm leaving. And I said, and, and the law firm would <laughs> benefit from sending people home right now. I said, because this isn't going to get any better. Um, you know, I, I just, I flashed back to military mode and I, got on the elevator, <laughs> went down, got off, got in my vehicle. At the time, we were living in Lackawanna. Um, before I went home, I drove to Kmart in West Seneca, <laughs> and I bought an American flag because I knew what was going to come on. I can remember talking to the cashier. I said, hey, you're going to want to get more of these quick. I said, because there's going to be a lot of patriotism coming out. Um, I got home. My wife was there. We had an 11, like I said, 11-month-old. Um, we proceeded for the rest of the evening to, you know, watch, watch the TV. We had a, a video recorder, 
you know, VHS, you know, vendor, you know, palm quarter that we were capturing all of our kids' first moments on. And as we sat there looking at the, you know, the old, uh, you know, big screen uh, <laughs> uh, TVs, um, the projection TVs, you know, I'm videotaping, you know, the World Trade Center, and there goes my 11-month-old um, takes her first step right on camera um, oh. as we're watching this on TV. So, um like I said, I was I was a, a, an Army veteran at the time, um, you know, under the Clinton administration. I was a, I got out in 1998. Um, I I was injured, you know, in my service, and was given the um, you know decision of do you want to change your job or you know you can get out honorably discharged. I refused to take a medical discharge. Um, again, my unit was rapid deployment. Um, we got into, into training foreign troops. Um, for indigenous warfare, we were training troops for Bosnia um, to to work with locals and stuff like that, and that was my background. During that time, I worked with a lot of Navy SEALs, U.S. Army Rangers, Special Forces, across the gamut. Um, broke bread with these guys, lived with these guys. Um, and I'm sorry I haven't talked about this stuff with anybody other than my wife. Um, that night. Well, okay, I'm going to let you go here in a minute because I, you yeah. know, I, I know you're very emotional about this. I do need to get to some yeah. other people, but uh, I don't want to put you through sure. undue uh, stress. No, man. No, I just just quick. I, I we get a phone call. It's the army. You know, I, I they, they're like, hey, we need you to come come in for a physical. You know, I've seen the look on my wife's face. I ended up failing the physical because of the injuries. But you talk about vulnerability. That's where the vulnerability hit me. Where I'm like I could t- I can pe- I can protect my family, but I can no longer protect the people that when I joined when I was 18. That's where the vulnerability hit me, and and it came out over the past you know the the, the years after that in in some bad ways and stuff, and which I've since rectified. Now I work for the Veterans Administration, and things are great, Tom. Um, and listening to you talk about all this stuff for the past you know two hours brought up a lot but it's it's a healing thing so i appreciate it and i appreciate everything you do for us in this community man well i don't uh, do a lot but sit on my butt and talk into a microphone i'm indebted uh, to you for what you do and i'm uh, grateful for your call thank you so much um i think you can hear in his voice and in the voices of many of the people who've checked in with us uh, so far today that september 11th 2001 was a day of shared trauma. And it doesn't matter if you're on the left, if you're on the right, if you're in the middle, we all shared that experience. We were all united in such a way as I'm not sure we will ever be united again. And just think about the views of police officers in the last 22 years. They went from being heroes and finally appreciated to becoming scum of the earth defund the police you remember that and that always has bothered me i mean i have a pro-police bias as most of you who listen to this program are very well aware uh but it also isn't one that is uh it's not a bias based on putting blinders on and seeing what i want to see if somebody is a bad cop and does bad things i will offer my opinion that they did a bad thing and they're bad cops but uh, we've also seen many occasions where police have been ambushed just for being police and where other police have been accused of doing things that uh, 
in the final analysis, uh, were not as originally portrayed. Uh, let's get back to the calls on uh, WBEN. Uh, this is um, Declan in uh, Rochester. Declan, you are on WBEN. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tom. I was uh, in seventh grade when 9-11 occurred. Um, we were just changing classes, and I remember walking past the library and uh, seeing the TV that the librarian had pushed down the hallway, you know, showing the coverage. And the first tower had been hit at that time. And, you know, I was, I think, 13, you know, maybe a walls and uh i had no idea what what had happened none of us did and uh as i said we were changing classes we went to our music class and the teacher wanted us to watch fiddler on the roof and he left the classroom and a girl that i went to school with she got up took the vhs out and put the news on and we watched the coverage and throughout the rest of the day each class we went to we we just watched the coverage and it was uh you know, just to give you give an idea, well, I grew. I grew uh, forgive, really forgive small. my forgive my interruption, and I, I do apologize for interrupting you guys when I yeah. do it. But when I do it, there's always a reason. Can Can you give us the big picture of what it was like to be a middle school student when this was happening? Uh, Bulldog and I were grown men, and it had a massive impact on us. As far as you as a young man, the impact because of a lack of experience in life must have been even worse. Oh, it was. I mean, to give you, give you some idea, I grew up in a, um, in Wayne County in a very rural community. I mean, my graduating class had 84 students, and so we were all really a real close-knit community, and nothing bad really ever happened, you know, and we didn't know what was going on, you know. I... I I only knew what the World Trade Centers were because my grandpa had a picture of he was taking a sailboat through the intercoastal waterway, and in the background there is, you know, the World Trade Centers. But I didn't know, you know, like I said, we just had no idea what was going on. It was really scary. We didn't know what was going to happen next. It kind of destroyed our, uh, I guess, our innocence, you know, um, for lack of a better term. We... uh, you know, just didn't know, we didn't feel safe, and we always felt safe in our little rural community. And, uh, you know, never have I seen anything like that before. I mean, I'd seen, you know, movies about World War II and Pearl Harbor, but, you know, it, it kind of became real then. Right? I, I got a better understanding of what what that meant. And, uh, you know, I had friends that enlisted because of 9-11, you know, so it became very real very quickly. It just kind of took away our feelings, you know, in, in the small community of my feelings, particularly of being secure and safe. You know, we, we realized bad things happen and bad, you know, people are out there that want to hurt Americans. It is uh, September 11th, and believe it or not, all these years later, it still has a very deep impact on me and I don't think I'm the only one I think for all of us who were of a certain age um, when 9-11 took place our lives were forever changed and the most lasting change I happen to believe is a sense that we are in fact vulnerable that just being separated by oceans doesn't mean anything because with the right planning and the right plan, and 
people willing to sacrifice their lives, we are as vulnerable to attack as anybody else. And that was a big wake-up call for many of us. And I don't know how many of you agree or disagree with that, but let's get back to uh, Declan in uh, Rochester on WBEN. Uh, Declan, uh, talking about your experiences, obviously, on uh, September 11th. Yeah, it was, and you're right, I, we really felt vulnerable, Andrew. I really did, you know, being young. And my dad, uh, you know, growing up with him, he's a real news junkie, so he watched just straight coverage for just days and days, and he collected every newspaper. And, uh, you know, it just it really changed my perspective. Um, you know, it, my thoughts are kind of all over the place, Tom, and I apologize, but Sitting, you know, in the classroom, you're watching, you know, the second tower get hit and seeing, you know, people jumping from the tower. It was just, you know, you look to adults to make sense of it, but nobody could make sense of it. And it, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people had a whole lot worse than me, but, it, you know, for my perspective at the time, it was really traumatizing and it was really a scary moment. And, uh, you know, just changed my uh, my whole views of, of the world. And, uh, you know, like I said, growing up in a small community, I mean, I walked to school. I, everybody knew me. I just I always felt really safe. But now, it, you know, that that was forever changed on that, uh, you know, on that Tuesday morning. Well, thank you. Pardon me. Thank you, Declan, uh, very much for the phone call. I appreciate it greatly. Yes. Thank you, Tom. Uh, 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, we will continue to take calls on this. I can't believe three hours have gone by. Actually, guys, I wanted to do a lighthearted show today, at least part of the way. But, um, again, um, I'm going to tell you that, and, and this this is not a uh, a micro thing involving me. This is a macro thing involving, I think, anybody who was alive and conscious when our nation was under attack. Um, this is something about which I feel the need to talk, and I try to do this program every single year. Um, where were you? What What is your story of 9-11? How did it affect you? And I think, uh, as I've said this hour repeatedly, the biggest effect it had on me was to make, uh, make me aware that we are, in fact, as vulnerable as anybody else in any other part of the world. And the dramatic fashion in which those towers came down, in which the Pentagon was attacked, and in which the plane went down or was shot down in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, um, th that was absolutely life-changing for those of us who uh, experienced it. And I only hope and pray that we never experience anything even remotely close to that again. Um, and again, I, if, I'm trying my, my darndest to not get emotional about this, but if I'm unable to keep myself composed for the next hour, I hope you will forgive me because um, I know it might not seem like it sometimes, but uh, believe it or not, I'm an emotional guy, especially when it concerns other people's pain and suffering um, and the people in those buildings knowing they were going to die. Um, it, you know, it, it affects me in a way that I can't properly articulate except to say that 
you know what I would articulate because you have the same feelings as I do and also may not be able to properly uh, articulate them. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And, uh, you know, many of you over the years have commended uh, this radio station for our coverage of 9-11. To be brutally honest with you, most of our coverage on that day was, uh, it was network coverage. It was pretty much wall-to-wall network coverage, although we did obviously have plenty of local coverage as well here on News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowerly on a Monday, and I do appreciate your loves being here. Uh, we have another hour to go on News Radio 930 WBEN. Tanner Saunders behind the board, making the magic happen at Master Control. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.